And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi there, everybody. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we're going to take a good look at a remake of a film from almost 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. It was called Then and Now, True Grit. Absolutely. Wonderful to see this movie redone a little better. Absolutely. The directors are Ethan and Joel Cohn. Mm -hmm. They also wrote the screenplay. And the stars in this film are Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, and a young woman named Haley Steinfeld. She was 14 years old when she made this film, and I guarantee you, you're not going to forget about her. That's for certain. This film is about a young woman, a very stubborn young woman, Mm -hmm. whose father has been murdered back in the Old West, and she demands that a very tough U.S. Marshal help her track down and bring in the killer. And the U.S. Marshal is Rooster Cogburn. What a great name. (laughs) He is overweight. He only has one eye, Mm -hmm. and he is a roaring drunk, and he is played by Jeff Bridges so brilliantly. He really brings his own touch to Rooster Cogburn. He plays him boozy and full of backwoods bravado. They also involve a Texas Ranger named Ranger LaBeouf, but they all pronounce it La Beef. <laughs> this is played by Matt Damon in a role originated by Glenn Campbell right. 40 years ago. And the young woman is Haley Steinfeld. She plays Matty Ross. And Anne, I was so knocked off my feet by this child going head to head with right. an actor like Jeff Bridges I agree. and holding her own. She wow. certainly does. I think they might have called this movie True Cohen, as in the Cohen brothers, because no doubt about it, the brothers Cohen, the directors and the writers of this film, certainly put their own spin on that classic novel written by Portis. I love the fact that they really respected the literary presentation of the book, and they keep the kind of language that Portis so painstakingly wrote, because the movie is really told from Mattie's point of view. Oh, yeah. And she uses a very arch kind of language, almost biblical in its presentation. And at first you think, "Mm, am I going to understand this? You know, it's a little bit arch. It's a little bit quaint. But within five minutes or so, you really begin to get with it. And it's so wonderful to hear the screen filled with this beautiful dialogue. And I might add, the audience got every single solitary joke in this film. And there are plenty of wonderful, witty, I guess, dry wit comments. Maybe they should have called the movie True Wit. (laughs) I think so, too. The one that they used in all the trailers, which I was looking for, was when Labeef and Jeff Bridges are arguing, as they are always arguing. And Labeef tells Cogburn that he complained that he missed a shot because the sun got in his eyes, or should I say, in your eye. Exactly right. Let's go back to the character that this Hallie Steinfeld plays so beautifully. Maddie Ross. Maddie Ross. Maddie is not a Disney-esque pretty little thing. Oh, no. She is much more Annie Oakley than she is Little Orphan Annie. Yes. She is a tough chick. 
And what I loved about her is that I think that this character is really a good role model for young women to sit today and watch because this girl can outthink, she can outride, she can outsmart, and she can outtrade any of the men in her life and in this story. That's why I got such a kick out of it, to see her outsmart everybody. And they really kind of are in awe of her. What a great heroic character she is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Anna. I love what Haley Steinfeld did with this character. I remember reading the book. I remember the earlier sure. movie, of course. But she is absolutely right on point in terms of what Charles Portis wrote in the book. Mm-hmm. She is so together. She is so sure of herself. I know. She's got so much self-confidence. And, you know, she comes from a lower middle class family in the West. She refuses to be treated like a child. Exactly She certainly right. is refusing to be treated like a girl. And I love the fact that she holds herself ramrod straight and she's tall in the saddle and she's sly as a fox and she is mean as a snake. Just like all the characters in this movie, everybody is funny. They have lots of little side comments and wonderful ad libs or a what appear to be ad-libs. And the improvisational quality of some of the scenes really is rollicking. I just loved this film. I thought it was really good, all-American, classic fun. It is classic fun. There's a lot of action. There's a certain amount of brutality in the film, too. But I think... Standing by itself. Forget about the John Wayne film, which was fun in its own way. Oh, I agree. I don't even like to compare the two. No, but I think that True Grit, for me, is one of the best American-made Westerns. I think so, too. And aren't you pleased that the Coens really respected Charles Portis' book this time around? I mean, I know that the original version with John Wayne, they kind of threw out a lot of the plot lines. And certainly they did not respect the kind of language that was used in the book. But... The speech pattern here is exactly what Charles Portis wrote, and I think that really helps understand this kind of a literary presentation. I wish more movies would respect what the novelist created. Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you do, too. I also think that the Coens are really to be congratulated. Quite often, their movies play up their eccentricities. I'm talking about movies like No Country for Old Men and Fargo, movies that have a certain appeal and a certain cult audience. Yep, I liked both of those. I know you did, and I liked parts of them. I wasn't as big a fan of them as you were. But I think in this case, they put those oddball affectations aside and really got down to the business of doing a wonderful version of True Grit. Absolutely. And it is not only witty and it is not only full of action, it's a little bit dark. Sure it is. Certainly darker than the original. And I just loved every second of this movie. I thought that I was suddenly back in the 1950s watching all those great Western films. Like Henry Hathaway's movies and John Ford. Sure, absolutely. The Coen brothers are right up there with this movie, don't you think? Yes, and they did not shoot it in Monument Valley, where (laughs) you're used to seeing this kind of thing. They shot it in the South, which is where it took place, and it's not pretty. The scenery is not pretty. The people are really not pretty in this film. I also need to mention Josh Brolin, who plays the bad guy, Tom Mm Chaney. 
He doesn't have much to do, but he does it very, very well. I think Maddie, again, she's such a no-nonsense young lady in this movie. I'm not so sure that her personality would get her a date for the sock hop, but I'll tell you something. She certainly was going to get into a lot of good colleges. (laughs) (laughs) If I ever saw a Yale graduate in the making, that's her character in True Grit. I think you've hit it right on the nose. Well, with all the cinematic junk that's strewn around, I felt that it was a real pleasure to sit back and find a literate film that was classy and sassy. So for me, True Grit gets a true green light. I couldn't agree with you more, Anne. I'm giving it a green light as well. I just had fun with this film. And again, I sat there and I watched it, and I thought to myself, how many other westerns have I loved in my life? And this was a throwback to that kind of clean, decent, straight-ahead, great storytelling with marvelous characters and great, great performances. So, two green lights for true grit. Oh, I'm looking for another film this good. Okay. (laughs) I hope you find it. (laughs) I desperately hope that we find it, and we'll come back and talk to you all about it again. Until then, I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you make sure your saddles are on tight, and you could ride them down to have another great time like we did at the movies. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling-Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.